I'm Lance Hurley. Good morning, Westridge. It's good to see you today. I'm glad to be here with you again. We, uh, we're going to finish up our, our summer trail mix series today, and it's been a lot of fun for me, I know. Hopefully you've enjoyed it too. Now, I did bring my trail mix with me today. I brought it back. Now, notice a lot of it's gone. That's because I've been eating it in my office, okay, as I prepare sermons. So I got a little bit more to go. How about that? Okay, so trail mix is made up of a bunch of different things, uh, nuts, uh, dried fruit. I like the, the M&M chocolates in it. That's very good stuff. Now, our, it's a lot of different nuggets that make up a, a good flavor. Now, our summer trail mix has highlighted nuggets of scripture from the Bible that are useful as we navigate the journey of life. Now, the passage we've looked at, like the golden rule, uh, anxiety, temptation last week, are designed to provide us with fuel for the journey ahead. And we're all on a journey together. And this is especially true of the nugget we're going to look at today. And the nugget today is an essential trait for anyone who wants to follow Jesus. The nugget is faith. Faith. Now, let's look at the, at the verse we're going we're gonna to examine today. Hebrews 11.6 comes in the middle of the chapter. Design, it's called the, the faith chapter in the Bible. Hebrews 11. Here's what it says. And without faith... It is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now, parents, I want to thank you for bringing your children with you today. Uh, Faith, trusting God, is a vital spiritual ingredient for every follower of Jesus. The sooner we get faith installed in our lives, the better off we are. And I commend you for being here with your family today because the example you're setting for them is one that will bode them in great stead as they move forward in life. So thank you for doing that. So let's talk about faith. We all know what it means to trust something. Now, it is true that some things are more trustworthy than others. Am I right? Uh, For instance, I'm sure you've all seen the infomercials on TV before, right? I was reminded of this opportunity to, to uh, trust some things and not uh, trust others as I was walking with my sons through Walmart one, one time many years ago. I think my oldest was probably 10 or 11. The twins were 8 or 9. And we saw an infomercial that caught our attention. And the infomercial was for this. Instant Hair Plus. Now, at that time, I was going bald, which I've now accomplished completely. My oldest son say, hey, Dad, look at this. Now, now you know how infomercials work, right? The the salesperson uh, displays the product on TV or wherever, and it works exactly right, right? Okay, so these people would be spraying their their heads with uh, this substance, and they were balding, and all of a sudden, they had hair. And I said, let's buy some. I didn't think it would work, okay, okay, but I wanted to, I wanted to show them what, it, what uh, <laughs> you can't always believe everything you see, right? Now, I thought it'd give me a good sermon illustration one day too, okay, all right, like today, okay, so on the ride home, they were so excited, we're gonna see dad with hair. So we all gathered in the bathroom, okay, a small bathroom, all five of us were in there, three boys, my wife and I, I pulled it out of the, out of the box, shook it up, and applied it. And my son, my oldest son's nose kind of wrinkled. He said, Dad, it smells like paint. I said, that's because it is paint. And that's why it says, caution, don't use near open flames. It's flammable, okay? So we got a good laugh out of it, okay? And we learned an important lesson. Don't believe everything you see, right? Now, we've all encountered things like this, okay? 
My antiperspirant says it works for 72 hours. No, it doesn't. Okay. I use a thickening shampoo. What do you think? Okay. I'm sure every one of us, when you go through a drive-thru at a fast food restaurant, what do you do before you leave the fast food drive-thru? Do you look inside your bag? Why do you do that? You know why, right? Now, we do know, though, what it means to exercise faith. Most of us got here today on Route 20, right? Let me ask you a question. Is there anything magical about that yellow line in between the two lanes? No, there's no, there's no wall there, is there? Okay? You're trusting that the driver in the other lane coming toward you is going to stay on his side of the line, and we stay on our side of the line, right? It's faith. It's faith. Now, how about flying on an airplane? Uh, when it comes to faith, I think that's something that really demonstrates it, okay? Because, I mean, think about it. You get on, you buckle in, and you fly in a tube 35,000 feet above the air, and you have nothing you can do about it, right? I mean, and maybe this is why the writer of Hebrews early in Hebrews 11 describes faith like this. He says, and faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. We're sure the pilot knows what he's doing, and we're certain we're going to end up at our destination, right? If we weren't, we'd never get on. The writer of Hebrews continues, he says, you know, the, the ancients were commended for practicing faith. They were commended because they chose to trust God even when they didn't know the outcome ahead. Now, here's the deal. If we know the outcome already, it's not faith, it's a fact. It's a fact. Pleasing the Father is all about exercising faith, trusting Him even when we don't know what's going to happen. So, I brought my, my tree harness with me today. I use this. I use this when I hunt. Okay? So I get up in the tree, and before I climb up in there, I put this on. And I attach it around my waist. Okay? Buckle in. Attach around my, my uh, legs, too, because uh, when I'm, well, anyway, attach around my legs. I'm not going to do that now. And then when I get up in the tree, I have this piece of rope right here, this strap. Now, when I get up in the tree, this is what I usually do. You believe me? What good does it do if I'm going to strap myself to myself? Does that make sense? There are people who do this, by the way. I'm not talking about a tree either. Okay? Now, when I get up, what do I attach this to? Attach to the tree, right? Because here's the deal. If the stand falls out from underneath of me and I'm tied to the tree, I'm going to be okay. I may be dangling there for a little while, but I'm going to be able to climb back up and get, get, be okay. If I'm not tied to the tree, I'm in trouble. There are a lot of people, everybody connects themselves to something in life. Something they trust that will hold them. It may be a job, it may be friendships, it may be family, maybe education. All sorts of things people attach themselves to. Trouble being, not all those things hold up all the time. Relationships shatter. Education, you can't always get a job. Because there's no jobs open. Jobs sometimes downsize. You know what I'm talking about. 
But it's what we attach ourselves to that's going to determine whether we can be held up or not. I told you last week, my brother-in-law had had a, a brain hemorrhage. And uh, Thursday, we made the decision that uh, we're going to take him off life support. And uh, we're praying for him to pass now. And it's been a very challenging time. But you know what? I chose a long time ago to tie myself to the Father. And most of the people in our family have chosen to tie themselves to the Father. He never falls. And he never fails. And though we grieve, we're going to grieve with hope. Because that's what you can do when you're tied to something that's not going to fail. That's why I thought it was very appropriate today to talk about faith, because I'm in the midst of it right now, okay? And that's okay. That's okay. Talk about the Spirit, you know. I mean, he just spoke into my heart the other day, and here's what he said. He said, everything changes. Everything changes. It does. He said, everything's going to be okay, too. That's what faith does, right? It's what we choose to tie ourselves to. Now, without faith, we're told it's impossible to please God. You know, when I'm up in my stand sometimes, I like to feel the tension of being attached to the tree. So you know what I'll do? I'll lean out and I'll go, whoo-hoo. That's just me, okay? But I like that feeling because I know I can lean out as long, I can lean out as far as I'm tethered because I'm tethered. I want to make God smile when it's all said and done. And connected to him, leaning out on him, we can make him smile. That's, that's the promise we get here. Now, I, I, what does it mean to, to, to uh, have faith, though, in the Father? Well, I see it in two ways, okay? Because here's what it says. The writer of Hebrews eleven six 6 says this. You must believe that he exists. Now, I think there's no better way to, to uh, tell God we believe he exists than by praying to him. I mean, doesn't prayer acknowledge the reality of God? I mean, why would we pray if we don't believe somebody's listening and somebody's going to take action? And believe me, I've been praying a lot the last few weeks, all right? I, I told my wife the other day, I said, you know, I don't know anything else to do but to pray for this and pray about it. And I, and I realized something, though, and this is what I told her. I said, you know, when prayer's all you've got, that's all you need. That is really all you need. connection right prayer expresses faith when we ask god to help trusting him to do so he comes through now i was, I was reminded of this uh, earlier this year my grandson was playing t-ball and before the season the league had a fundraiser they were selling Krispy cream donuts now what's wrong with that right okay oh yeah there's everything right with that my son is a cop in urbana and after attending church together one sunday we went over to the department so Garrett could ask the officers to support him by buying some donuts. I mean, cops and, okay, yeah, he's kind of works again, right? So there we were in the break room. There's 10 police officers sitting around the table, and there's my grandson standing in front of them. They're looking at him. He's looking at them, okay? Jared says, that's my son, he said, what would you like to ask the officers? 
So Garrett stood there <laughs> just looking at him, okay? His mom leaned over and whispered something in his ear. And so he says this. He said, my name is Garrett Hurley, and I would like to play t-ball this year. Would you please support me by buying a box of donuts? One of the cops looks at him and says, what are you saying about cops and donuts? <laughs> and he just kind of, <laughs> but you know the end, of the end of the story? They all bought a box or two. His fundraising was over in one stop. One of the guys said to Jared afterwards, he said, you know, here's the deal. He said, a lot of people post on the board in the break room that their kids are doing some, some spon- something they need sponsorship for. He said, I never give to something like that. But I'll tell you what, your son came and asked. And because he asked, I'm giving. I'm giving. Here's what we're told about prayer. We need to ask the Father. And James talks about this. He said, you, you don't have because you don't ask. So ask, ask. God wants us to bring him any concern, any issue, any challenge at any time. He always will respond. Now, parents, great way to, to example faith and model faith for your children is to pray. When, when situations come up, you, you pray about it. And you point out that you're praying about it. My uh, daughter-in-law recently started a new business uh, selling homemade craft items that have a spiritual message to them. And before she called a local business to see if she could, she could display her crafts there in the, in the business, she gathered her two children together, my six-year-old grandson, my three-year-old granddaughter, and they prayed about it. We just, uh, let's pray that if this is the right place, God opens the door. So she called me, I prayed with her too. She calls the store, and they, they looked at what she could do. They said, we would love to have you here. Please bring all the stuff you can. And so after she got off the phone with the owner of the store... She did a victory dance with her children because that's what you do when you see a positive answer prayer. What a great model, okay, for what it means to trust God. Just taking advantage of a teachable moment. When I talk about taking advantage of moments, okay, we have them come in front of us all the time. Ways that we can reach out in faith in prayer. Tuesday. I was in the parking garage of the hospital in Peoria, making my way across to the elevators. Fourth floor, another, another guy was making his way toward the elevators too. So we're coming there together. We both hit the door at the same time, waiting for the elevator to come up. He said, man, I hate this parking garage. I said, yeah, yeah, but I'll tell you what, it sure beats trying to find a parking place in downtown Peoria. He said, yeah, I guess so. So we get in the, we get in the elevator together. And he says, I said, I said what, are you in for, what are you in here for? He said, oh, my aunt uh, had a stroke. Uh, we took the machines off, so we're waiting for her to pass. I said, ah, sorry to hear that, man. And then he says, and I buried a two-year-old last week. And my heart broke. And I looked at him, I said, I am so I said, can I pray for you? He said, please. So I prayed. I just asked God to give comfort, strength, help. I prayed that God would show up for him and show that he loved him even in spite of the nasty circumstance. And the elevator door opened and off he went. He said, thank you so much. I said, no problem. And I went on my way a different direction. You, know, you never can tell how one moment like that can change something for somebody. Because I trust that God's going to do something. And that's why I prayed. You see, I'm connected. 
I want to pass that connection on to others. See, prayer is not just about asking, it's about listening as well. Now, that's another topic for another day, but I just felt the Spirit say, pray for that guy. Okay, okay, I'll do it. It's a faith builder. Because as we pray, we're actually telling God, I trust you to do something. And in spite of any burden, any, any uh, difficulty, whatever, I trust you're going to show up. See, and, and here's what I know. Now, one of my favorite cartoon characters. Okay? Now, is there ever a man who, is there ever a, a, an item that shows resiliency and toughness than Gumby, right? Okay, look. Okay? Does he look like he has the weight of the world on his back? Look. He just pops right back. It's because of what he has inside of him, okay? Now, I look at this and I see, here's what happens when we have the Father inside of us. When we have faith in the Father, no matter what comes our way, no matter how many burdens we might face, no matter how, weight, how, weight, how much weight pours down on us, we can be resilient. We can stand. We can survive and thrive. It's not because of us. It's because of who we have inside of us. That's what I believe. Now, faith expresses itself in one other way. It expresses itself by stepping out, okay? So here's what it says. So he rewards those who earnestly seek him. When I think about somebody who earnestly seeks the Father, I think of somebody who is, who is chasing after him, responding when he calls. Faith is an action word. I mean, here's the deal. I can say, I believe that'll hold my weight, right? I can do all the mathematical calculations on it and say, okay, my weight versus that weight, that stool, the construction of it, you know, looks pretty solid, okay? I can say I believe it, but until I do this, right? Faith is when you put it into action. So what does faith look like? What does stepping out look like? At the end of 2014, my oldest son was laid off from Kankakee County as a sheriff's deputy. Uh, that was not the first time the county had gone through financial difficulty because four years before that, the same sort of thing had been threatened. Layoffs had been threatened. And now at that time, our church was going through, our home church was going through a building program. And everyone was being challenged to participate. Jared took a $1,000 check over to the pastor. And when I heard about it, I said to him, son, that's kind of risky behavior, isn't it? I mean, you might need that to live on. <laughs> His father showed great faith at that time, didn't he? Okay. You might need that to live on. And his response was very humbling. Here's what he said. He said, Dad, faith isn't really faith unless you step out on it. I said, you're right. You're right. It's all about stepping, right? Faith grows as we step out and do what God calls us to do. I had a friend who asked me to talk to her about an idea she had. And I, I met with she and her husband. And she told me she felt God wanted her to start a church service and a bar. So I said, okay, I like risky stuff. I said, do you have a bar in mind? She said, yeah, I do. I said, okay. She said, what do I do? I said, call the bar owner. See if she'd be open to it. So she went to the, she went to the bar. She was sitting outside. She called me on my phone. She said, uh, so, ah, man, I'm scared to death. What do I do? I said, go in and talk to the bar owner. Now, it's really easy for me to say I was 20 miles away, right? I said, go in and talk to the bar owner. So she called back about a half hour later and said, she wants us to do it. She said, these people need Jesus. 
I said, okay, okay. So I understood her fear when, few, when a few weeks later I walked across a parking lot that was filled with cars for the first week of the service at the bar, okay? My steps grew slower and slower as I got closer and closer to the door. And I was praying big time, okay? But all I could picture in my mind was the Blues Brothers movie with the band behind the chicken wire fence at that country bar. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, just YouTube it sometimes. It's a great scene, okay? So I, I walked over to my friend who was setting up cables, and she said to me, I am scared to death. And I, my, repl- my response was, so am I. Let's pray. So we prayed. A few minutes later, her husband, who was lead guitarist, looked at me and said, Lance, I am scared to death. I said, so am I. Let's pray. So we prayed. Now, <laughs> we got some strange looks from people as they, they started playing uh, Christian music loud. Okay. I don't know any other way to say it, though, but, but God showed up. Now, back then, you could smoke in bars. Smoke was about down to here, okay? God showed up in that smoke-filled bar that night, and he continued showing up for two and a half years as we did that ministry, and lives were changed. Now, I told people, I felt spiritually alive at halftime's bar because I saw God in action, all because my friend was willing to take a step that led me to take a step. Stepping. It's, that's what it's all about. It's taking steps. Can I tell you one more story? Dwayne Choice is our church planner in, uh, in Forest Park. He started to engage Christian church. It meets in Forest Park right at the edge of the city of Chicago. He grew up in the Austin neighborhood. It's a dangerous place to live, if you heard of it. In, in 2017, the 700 plus murders in Chicago, over 10% of them took place just in Austin. Now, when Dwayne first moved there, he, he decided he was going to do a, a prayer walk, 10-day prayer walk. So I said, I'll come up and join you one day. So I, I get up there the day that, uh, that we'd set, set for me to come, pull up, he gets in the car, and I said, well, where do you want to go? And he looked, got this strange look on his head, man, I'm, I'm thinking Austin, what do you think? Just like that. I said, hey, let's go. God will go with us. So uh, we drove up, pulled into the place where we were going to park, and I said, now, before we get out, let me read you something from my quiet time today. Now, here's what I'd read in that morning. He said, do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I'm with you. I'm not going to let anyone, no one's going to attack or harm you because I have many people in this city. And Dwayne looked at me and said, now that's what I needed to hear. He said, I'll be honest, I was afraid to walk here myself. So we walked, we prayed for the people of Austin. There are quite a few now who are a part of Engage from Austin neighborhood. And I know part of it's because we prayed for that place. See, God is always ready when we step out. But here's the deal. He does wait for us to take the step. Okay? So here's what I've seen. And I'll just tell you my personal experience. Faith usually isn't going to be one huge leap. Usually faith is going to look like this. We take little steps, okay? But the, the deal is, the more little steps that you take, the more you realize, okay, maybe it's okay, okay? And you look back five years from now, and you say, man, have I come a long way, all because I was willing to say yes when God said, hey, take that little step. Look at this picture. I'll bet the trash men were really happy that day, don't you think? 
because somebody's cleaning out their house, and this is what, well, this is part of what was left, okay? I was on an early morning walk. I saw that, and I stopped, and Darla said, what are you doing? I said, I've got to take a picture of that. She said, why? I said, because that just says to me, come and play. Doesn't it? Look at, I see that piano just sitting there, just waiting to be played. Come and play. I'll tell you what, if I could have played, if I could play the piano, I would have stepped up and played. Because it's an invitation. Here's the invitation that God issues to every one of us. Come and play. Come and play. Trust me. Follow me. Hey, step. Take a step out into the adventure. See what happens. God's here for us. But the choice to step is up to us. It's up to us. With this in mind, I want to invite you to do a couple things. Okay, this week. First of all, I want to encourage you to read this book this week. And what I want to like, what I like to ask you to do is to read some stories of faith. Start in Hebrews eleven, okay, and then use some of those stories to jump back to other ones that that they refer to, like Judges six through eight with Gideon, or uh, or First Samuel fourteen, one of my favorite ones with Jonathan. I just love I love reading stories of faith because you know what? When I read stories of faith, I realize what those guys did is what God continues to call me and us to do today. And God is the same today as he was back in the Bible times. Nothing changed there, guys. He's just as strong. He's just as active. And he wants us to step out and trust him just like he did these people here. To read that, listen to his voice as you read. And then secondly, I'd like to ask you, pray and ask the Father to open your eyes to the steps he wants you to take. Because he always wants us to step. We never, we never stop stepping until we choose to stop stepping. But he's always calling us. And maybe it's to strike up a conversation with a neighbor that has been kind of a, a jerk to you. Or maybe it's that coworker that you have a hard time dealing with. Or a friend that just, uh, just shattered a relationship. I, I don't know what it, what it may be. Maybe it's a service opportunity for you and your family that God just says, listen, I want you to do this. I want you to make a positive difference. Whatever it may be, as you pray and ask God to show you an opportunity, he will. And then I'm just asking you to take a step. Step into it. Step into it. I'm going to close with one more picture here. Let's picture my motorcycle. You know where the safest place to ride that is? Right there. Right in my garage. I avoid a lot of traffic in my garage. Okay? And I can sit on that bike and I can dream of places. I can imagine all kinds of places. I'm riding that bike. And yet when I do that, I'm really not fulfilling the purpose of the bike, am I? Because it's kind of boring. It's, it's, yeah, it's boring to sit in your garage. That's meant to be put out on the road. My encouragement in the week ahead, because faith is like that, it's meant to be out on the road not held safely. We're supposed to be risk takers as followers of Jesus. When an opportunity comes your way, hey, put it in gear. Roll the throttle and accelerate faith. We'll make our Father smile. We'll make Him smile. And you will be extending a blessing to your children because they'll see what you're doing. And at some point in time, they'll want to do that themselves because of what you've done as a parent. 
The example really is everything. What an example we can set. Hey, let's pray together. Father, thanks so much for being there for us at all times. I just thank you for, for always being faithful. Now, I let you down, but you're still faithful to me. And I thank you for the way that you, uh, you do carry burdens for us. You know, we're not meant to do them alone. You're always here. Father, help us each one this week to look for steps of faith, but then more importantly, just to take one step. We want to see what you want to do through us and in us. It's in your son's powerful and precious name we pray. Amen.